Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meowmates, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here the morning after. Yeah. Could not stay up last night to do a podcast. Jerry went to the game. I had uh, was feeling, you know, not in the uh, uh, best uh, headspace to do a, a podcast, even though I was very excited about the win. But, uh, you know, CBDX, I, I, had, uh, I had taken a, a little gummy and just didn't feel like I was going to be uh, <laughs> a very good podcast host at that point. So, uh, Panthers did win 25-15. They beat the Atlanta Falcons yeah. at home in the blackout game. Uh, very exciting. Good game for the Panthers. Great defensive effort. Jerry went to the game. So, Jerry, I'm going to kind of let you tell us how the, the experience was out there in the rain. Uh. It, luckily, it wasn't that cold. Um, yeah. I had a rain jacket on. My wife convinced me to buy a poncho there. It didn't take much convincing. She was like, look, <laughs> they cover your legs, too. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's get that. So I called it my little cocoon. I was in, like, <laughs> all that, and I was, like, clapping and stuff. I stayed pretty dry except for my feet. It yeah. was good. I mean, the atmosphere was really good, too. Everybody was standing almost the entire game. I, I know there's quite a few empty seats with the team playing at the way to us, mm-hmm. but it felt loud and it felt, I, I don't know if it came across, but I felt like the fans were into it. At least in my section, my brother also went and he said his section stood and cheered the whole game too. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I found the Amazon broadcast to be a little weird with crowd noise. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a little hard to hear, but from what I could tell, it did sound, sounded loud. Um but yeah, I did, I did notice a lot of empty seats there. But with the weather and the way the team were, was playing, that's not a surprise. No. You know. and, and it was a majority of Panther fans. I saw sporadic yeah. Falcons fans. But the stadium, the fans that showed up all wore black except for their rain jackets and stuff, which mm-hmm. rightfully so, you know, you, yeah. you wear what you got. You don't want to get soaking wet. So Yeah, it would have been cool to see like the whole stadium blacked out. That would have been pretty sweet. But, uh, you know. Uh, the helmets it's, looked great. I thought the uniform combination was incredible. I love yeah. to see more of it. It was so sleek, sleek and uh, clean. Like it just looked good. It really did. I I a hundred percent agree. When I was like watching it, I was like, yeah, that looks smooth. Like yeah, yeah. Someone really said nice. that the pa- someone on Twitter did say that the Panther didn't pop out, and I could kind of see that. I was looking at some pictures mm-hmm. later on. I was like, okay, yeah, it didn't pop out as much as I thought they would. Maybe. Maybe they just brighten that up or they keep it dark if they want to keep that incognito, all dark look. Yeah, I mean, I think they could they could add some silver to the helmet, I think would make it pop a little more. Um, Maybe just the panther in silver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could, or line it in silver or something. They could, they could improve it, tweak it just a little bit, but I thought it looked really good. I thought yeah. the field looked incredible. The end zones with, you know, kind of like the, the pixelated camo looked awesome. Um the Panther at midfield was a little different. It looked great. I, I, you know, they really did a good job uh, making everything look good. I didn't see the players slipping around out there in the rain or anything, so I guess the field, the turf held, held up pretty well as well. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, it's turf. It doesn't really get, you know. But, yeah. Well, some some turf gets really slick, like, you know, especially in the old days. Well, they may have already known the way that it was going to yeah. be. So, because you're right. I know I've heard soccer players talk about they hate mm-hmm. playing on 
turf because it does get so sleek. But I don't know if maybe they, since they knew it was supposed to be so stormy that they wore extra long cleats or, but, but yeah, yeah you're sure. right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, like I said, 25, 15, the Panthers moved to three and seven, uh, Falcons dropped to four and six. If Tampa Bay loses Sunday in Munich, which anything can happen in Munich, as we all know. It's, it's Seattle's good right now. Let, let's not Seattle's kid good. ourselves. Yeah. Geno yeah, they Smith could, they is could playing. win anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I mean, Panthers would be a game out if that happens. You know, we'd be right back in it. Uh, I mean, they, which I feel like is, out, they dragged me right back in. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it varies week to week how I feel about this team. Uh, do I feel like, all right, hey, we're right back in the playoff mix, or hey, we, we've got this top three pick. You know, it just depends on how they play. And I didn't think they played a perfect game tonight, but I thought they were good enough with the elements and everything else. Uh, or last night, I should say, with the elements and everything else. Um, I thought they had a really good game plan. Honestly, I think this offense was made to play in a game like this. Yeah, that that's what it, Steve Wilkes wants. I mean, yeah. that's what it seems like. And to a certain extent, I agree that this is the way I just think we do need to have a quarterback and a offensive mm-hmm. corner that does try to push the ball down the field more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game was a special event just because with the rain, I mean, everything was wet at the game. I mean, mm-hmm. it it went, went varying from like that constant drizzle that everything mm-hmm. just gets wet to pretty hard rain down. So, yeah. I mean, everything was just sopping wet. Yeah, you could see from the broadcast that it was, at times, it got pretty pretty hard out yeah. there. But it uh, didn't seem like there was too much wind, which was good. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, I think the Panthers' offensive style just worked better than the Falcons' offensive style in this game. Especially considering the Falcons love to run the <clears> ball. It seemed <throat> like mm-hmm. they just could not get much going on. I'm sure we'll look at the stats here in a little bit, and it'll show that. But it just seems like they just could not get <clears> going. Which, credit to the defense, after that abysmal game last week against the run, they showed up this week. Yeah, I honestly thought the Falcons went away from the run too much because they actually ran pretty well when they did run. But like you said, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, Let's get to the key plays in this game. We will start off uh, in the second quarter. We've got a second and eight at the Atlanta 41. Panthers currently leading 3-0. And a... LaVisca Chanel run for 41 yards. Touchdown. Nice play. It was a little screen pass that I guess went backwards just enough to count as a run. That was a pass all the way. Um, but again, it was exactly what we see from LaVisca Chanel every yep. week whenever they and, use him. <laughs> and it's the same play like five times this game. Five or yeah. six. Either oh, yeah. way, they, no, it was like 10 times. They ran the same plate like 10 times. They either ran it or they threw it to Chanel. Those are the only two things that happened. So I do want to credit DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall Jr. Mm-hmm. I rewatched this play today. Those boys for wide receiver got after their corners in front of them and made those blocks held along enough just to squeak Chanel out. And I yeah. don't think, I don't know if they said it as on broadcast, but that sprung them that sprung him and they're wide receivers a lot of t- a lot of receivers don't like to make those plays and hats mm-hmm. off to those guys obviously hats off for Chenault for making the play and everything else but yeah felt like they, they need a compliment sorry yeah you're right you're right they they did both of them uh, it was very evident watching the replay they didn't really 
call it out in the uh, broadcast uh, to a good ex- to a great extent, I should say. But it was definitely that's why he scored. I mean, the blocking yeah. downfield was great. So, uh, but Chenault, man, get get him the ball more. Uh, he's he's a playmaker. We like that guy. Absolutely, and not only on these that same screen over and over again. They keep faking the end around to him, but they don't do it. I'm like, I mean, just you know, let him line up in the slot and and yeah. go run a route every once in a while. You know, I think he could do that. <laughs> He's pretty talented. I, I'm I'm assuming his route tree is not just that play. So yeah, I agree. I would hope. Yeah, I would hope. <laughs> uh, all right, what's our next play here? Uh, <clears throat> Panthers up thirteen night right after the Falcons touchdown. Uh, third quarter, five thirty three left. Second and seven, P.J. Walker pass short left to Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall breaks tackles, goes for 43 yards to Atlanta's 38. This was capped off with a Deontay Foreman touchdown. I I debated which one I wanted to go with. I felt like right after the touchdown, the second play, this one, just really sprung the offense back into that, hey, we've got this. We're not going to fall apart, guys. Yeah, and again, it's a a short pass that the receiver – did the work and Terrace Marshall yeah. made some nice tackle breaks. You know, that was his only catch in this game, but it was a good one. And again, with the rain and everything, the passing game just wasn't, wasn't a big factor for the Panthers in this game. But I like this one to Terrace Marshall. I like that you included this one as a key play. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking Terrace Marshall. Uh, I hope yeah. that they continue to let him evolve, give him opportunities. Yeah. And that's, this is what I saw. I, I thought he could become. Yes, yeah. he's not he's not just Jefferson or you know, he's not that guy, but I felt like he could be a good solid player. Like this was mostly Terrace Marshall. He broke tackles. Mm-hmm. He kept running oh, yeah. with the ball. I mean what what do you want from him? I mean you just get him the ball more. Uh you yeah. know, him and Chanel. Get both of them the ball more. And and DJ Moore. They get all of them the ball more. <laughs> like well, get this, let's get a quarterback that can get him the ball. Yeah. Let's scheme up some plays, you know, to them. They're playmakers, yeah. all three of them. They are. Uh, all right, our, our last key play here, um, official key play at least, uh, in the fourth quarter, about a yeah. minute 54 left, a fourth and 18 uh, at the Atlanta 26. Panthers up 22-15. This is Atlanta's basically their last gasp here. Uh, and then Marquise Haynes with his second sack, I believe, in a row, right? Or or was there a play in between, maybe? I think but there was Marquise... a play in between. Okay. Between. So Marquise Haynes, at least his second uh, second sack in the series, uh, gets Mariota down seven lines behind the line of scrimmage, and that, and that ends the game. I mean, Marquise Haynes, really yeah. uh, a good couple of plays there, quiet for most of the night. Really, the Panthers' defensive line quiet for most of the night. Uh, but Haynes stepped up in a big way at the end of the game. Absolutely. I mean... I had to. I felt like this ended it. Like this yeah. was like they scored yeah, they got that. The, I think they touch. got the ball back a little bit at the end, very end, but this was it. Yeah, I that score that touchdown they had before that gave them life. I mean, I don't know if it was J.C. Horn's fault or the safety's fault. There's a miscommunication, <clears> but that wide receiver <throat> was open. So they that gave them life. That gave them a glimmer of hope, and then this just nailed it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Haynes had two sacks on that drive. Just brought him down. Yeah, I mean, Haynes looked good. I, I want to see Haynes more. I'd much rather see Haynes out there than whatever Al Michaels was calling Yuter Gross Matos. Uh, 
obviously you didn't hit listen to the <laughs> I was like uh he was he, he was mispronouncing Etor's name the whole night. It was pretty an entertaining, but it was actually the best thing that Etor did in the game was have his name mispronounced. Um, uh, Etor, I think, is just a run stuffer. I don't think he could get after the quarterback. So I don't. Yeah, that's not point, what I want from my edge. I want I uh, want my edge to get after the quarterback. He, you, in my opinion, you need to put Marquise Haynes out there on obvious passing downs and yeah. uh, Etor on obvious rundowns and then you kind of go mix a match because i don't know if marquise haynes is that good against the run and that's honestly what this defense has struggled a lot with yeah yeah so. i mean I, don't, I wonder if they can move etor inside you know like yeah. transition him to a tackle and, and may, do well he could play that tackle goal or defensive tackle you know slash role where you mm-hmm. know obvious runs he can yeah, that if he could do it, that would be if he a, could do it. Yeah, a nice little thing he could do. Yeah. I agree. That would be a interesting. But I definitely want to see uh, more Marquise Haynes for sure. Um, not official key plays here, but I thought uh, pretty key with uh, um, Hecker oh, getting yeah. some Hecker. punts down like inside the five yard line a couple of times, especially late in the game. Uh, I think they. They scored, Atlanta did score on one of the really deep punts, but it was a long drive and it took time off the clock. And, you know, he's a, he's a freaking weapon. Um, so glad that we have him on our team, especially the way this offense has worked and he's been used so much. Yeah. Hecker, heck of a game. Like, like you said, there was a couple times where I think the defense benefited from pinning them back inside their five where you're just, they're just, Nothing. They had to yeah. do nothing because they're scared of getting a safety. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just uh, not a good night overall for Marcus Mariota. Uh, yeah, final stats looked okay, but he it could have been picked off three or four times in this game very easily. Marquis uh, Mariota, or, uh, man. Sorry, Mariota, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Atlanta's going to go to Ritter. I mean, there was some throws there that was – like mid sack trying to lob that up that would have been a pick six if he wasn't mm-hmm. sacked i mean oh, that, yeah. that's that's just a play you just take take the sack that's yeah. just if that was my quarterback which i'm glad it's atlanta's <laughs> you you can't make that play the other pick by jc horn was another one he just he yeah. throws it that those are boneheaded mistakes that in this type of game you just can't <clears throat> have your quarterback making well he threw I mean, one uh, down the field that should have been picked off by Xavier Woods bounced right off his hands, yep. right, right at, at, kind of at the end zone, and then and another then he, one he threw that uh, D, uh, Dante Jackson got his hands on, uh, oh. and the, there was another one that Shaq got his hands on. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's, uh, and they're bad decision passes, not great. Yeah, oh yeah, all plays. of them, right? Just trying to get like trying to make trying to make a play, but bad bad throws. So Marcus Mariota, and, not good. And PJ Walker, you're not. Out of your 16 <laughs> pass attempts, two of them could have easily been picked off too. So let's mm-hmm. let's not act like we'll our t- quarterback played great here. We'll talk about PJ. We'll talk about PJ. But uh, what I really liked in this game, and again, I feel like this is what our offense is, and it worked perfectly given the elements and everything. 47 runs to 16 passes. Yep. That That's- honestly, that should be. Pretty much every game, as long as you're not like down by, you know, 14 points early or something. 
that needs to be the <laughs> that needs to be the split. That needs to be like three to one runs to passes. Yeah, you're, that's where you're going to win games if you're the Panthers because that's just your your quarterback is just not good. It's just not good enough to win games. Your your quarterback play in general. Right. Uh, we're saying PJ Walker, but Baker didn't look. It great was the either. same with Baker. Yeah, it was the same yeah. with Baker. And it would be so. the same with Sam. Yeah, I mean, they all have their faults. They all have different flaws, but they all have their flaws. Um, and their strengths are about the same. So, uh, All right, any other kind of general thoughts about the game before we take a look at some stats? Um, no, not really. I, I, I like Deontay Foreman, man. We'll, we'll talk about it here in yeah. a little bit, but dude runs so hard, and I... He runs hard. I mean, that's him. that's that's the perfect way to describe him. He runs hard. He yeah. is a he is a tough running back. Yeah, he's not I mean, the biggest it, guy. He's not the fastest guy, but and he also is just really smart. He's a smart runner. Yeah, uh, just he kept this game going for the Panthers. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, PJ Walker, ten for sixteen, one hundred eight yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, you could, I mean an inch here or there and that Chenault would have been a touchdown. And as you said, a couple of throws could have easily been picked off. Uh, his QBR was only 19.8. So take with that what you will. I did like that. They ran him a couple of times in this game, like some, uh, one designed run, I think. And then another that was like a, uh, broke down an play. option. Yeah. Uh, he three for 14 running the ball for him. Um, you know, not amazing stats, but he ran it, strategically a couple of times it worked out uh i'd like to see more of that from him i think me, that's me too yeah that's really a a good element to have in a quarterback especially one that's maybe not the best at throwing the ball give me that extra talent extra thing that the defense has to worry about right and that spin move was awesome like mm-hmm. that yeah. was pinpoint he's like, obviously got some skills i i'm not saying run him 10 15 times a game but no, I would like to see Lamar five Jackson. to ten design yeah. runs for him, or at least option runs. Yeah. Um, rushing the ball, as we're talking about here. Deontay Foreman, 31 carries, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Just like you said, I mean, he's, he's a workhorse. Um, I hope that he's back next year. I would not mind at all if he's back next year as our RB1. No. I, I think he's earned it. I mean, he has earned it. Yep. Look, out of his starts, I think he's had three, four starts, and he's rushed three hundred or a hundred yards each three times. He's I mean, three that's, of three of the four. Yep. So yeah, and he's the reason they're winning. He's mm-hmm. he's the reason they've won two games and should have won another. Yeah. I mean, each of those three games, you know, one there two of them are wins, and the other one was that overtime loss against Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and then they don't that you know the only game in those four that he didn't run well was the game we got blown out 42-21. So he, they just weren't running the running the ball at all in that game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, love Deontay Foreman. Be here for the next four years. I, I'd love for them to re-sign you to a longer-term deal. Uh, Chenault got credit for the 41-yard run, had another one for one yard, so two for 42 and a touchdown for him. Blackshear and Chuba... Very interesting the way they use these guys. Blackshear ended up with six carries for 32 yards. Definitely looked like the better runner between the two. Chuba, five for 14. Uh, are you surprised that we saw more Blackshear than Chuba in the running game? 
I am. Um, I I was expecting more of Chuba since he's healthy, mm-hmm. but maybe he's not fully healthy. But I mean, at this point, Chuba, you're falling down the pecking order, and yeah, I agree. Blackshear looked better. He did. He averaged five point three yards carry, uh, long of twelve. So it's not like it's not like one of those runs was skewing the numbers. He just looked good, and I want to see more of him. I would rather see Blackshear than Chuba at this point, honestly. And Chuba hasn't, and Chuba had a fumbling problem last year, I believe, mm-hmm. and an injury problem. So Continues yeah, continues to have some, injury problems. Yeah. So let's see Blackshear. I agree. Yeah. Uh, receiving wise, Terrace Marshall actually led the team in yards, one catch for forty-three yards. Uh, DJ Moore four for twenty-nine on six targets. Terrace Marshall only two targets, but again, I'm kind of throwing that out of this game. I don't really, I get you know the the passing game just wasn't a part. Of the offense, really. Uh, Shy one for seventeen. Lavisca three for seventeen, and then Ricci one for two. So, no, uh, no Trimble catches. Actually, Trimble was targeted once, but it bounced off his elbow. He had no idea the ball was coming his way. <laughs> yeah, and that was a critical third down too. Yeah, it, it was a bad was... throw. Number one, because it was behind him. And number two, there was a miscommunication as to when that ball was supposed to be thrown. I guess. I mean. I feel like that's that's more on Trimble. I agree, it was a bad throw. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I mean, that's a critical down, and mm-hmm. you're you not even be looking. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be ready. Uh, I will maintain that the Panthers have to address tight end in this offseason. And, and I play. agree with you now. I I, yeah. I was hesitant early. I was like, hey, they need to get shots. Now they've had shots, and you're right. They're not. Yeah. They're not there. Uh, defensively, Frankie Louvu led the team in tackles. 12 tackles for him. Two sacks. Uh, another quarterback hit. Two tackles for loss. Maybe those are the sacks, but either way, he uh, he had a really nice game. Absolutely. Uh, we love Louvu. I was going to say, last we love week, you, he, Louvu. He, he came back last week, and he just didn't look right. This looked like Frankie Louvu again. Like, yeah. Some of those solo tackles were for three-yard games that if he didn't swoop in there, mm-hmm. that was a 15-yard run play. There I was mean, one on Mariota in particular that I Luvu, think that's the one I'm immediately yeah, Luvu thinking Yeah, tripped of. him up. Uh, the, I think it ended up being a five- or six-yard run, but it probably could have been a touchdown if, uh, if he wouldn't have gotten him. So big-time play from Frankie. Uh, Xavier had eight tackles he was next on the list here we had a lot of sacks uh frankie with two sacks burns with the sack and then marquise haynes with those two sacks towards the end of the game there i thought burns was kind of quiet in this game uh he did have the sack but outside of that not really doing too much he had a couple of hits i was gonna say he had a one he had he i thought he had another sack but it was a shuffle pass yeah, and, you could, that's a, and from yeah. my field of vision, I couldn't see it. I did, I thought it was a sack up until they showed the replay, and I was like, yeah. even oh. on the even on the broadcast, you couldn't tell. That was one where I think he got it to Allgaier. But I felt um, like he was back yeah. there a good bit. I think, at least well, from my perspective, this is what he it, does. He gets in the backfield, but he can't. He, he just can't consistently get the quarterback down. So, uh, I hope that whoever, whatever coaching staff comes in next year, the defensive coordinator, they're able to unlock. Brian Burns because every, he's got all the skills. Everything's there. He just he just can't finish it off enough. Because I feel like with his talent, he should be getting fifteen to twenty sacks a year. 
Like I'm not hating on Brian Burns. I like Brian Burns a lot. I just feel like he's there's some there's a little piece missing for him to become the guy that we're getting ready to pay, you know? Yeah. I he, I think he's going to end up with 13 14 sacks this year. But He could. He could. I mean, he's but already again, seven. I, but I feel like he's left half of them out on the field. Yeah, like you're he, right. He's yeah, he's he just needs so to good. learn how to just get a hold of them a little bit better. Yeah, there's I, some little piece missing that that he somebody will unlock it, and then we're gonna be happy that we're gonna pay him twenty million dollars a year. Uh, Derek Brown, another great game for him. That guy just continues to get better every game. Yeah. Um, just looking down through the list here, I, obviously I we say, had. I will say that. In the stadium, it's so much harder to love all Derek Brown the way you know. Mm-hmm. From from my perspective, it's just harder to watch him because sure. it's, it's all the grump. But yeah, you could occasionally see him pop up and make huge plays. Yeah, like he had a couple of loss. tackles for loss. Yep. Um, just man, he's he's dominant. Like he's not going to be an Aaron Donald getting double digit sack numbers, but he's just a force and. 100% he is now worthy of that top 10 pick. Uh, J.C. Horn did have the interception. That's his third interception in 11 games uh, in his career. So congratulations to him. Um, uh, nothing else really jumps out from the defensive stats for me. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? <clears throat> On defense, no. Uh, <clears throat> wow. let's, I give mean, some love to, let's give some love to Eddie P. Eddie Pinera, four for four yeah. on field goals. He did miss the extra point, but I'm not going to blame him on that. It was dropped on the snap. Was it? Uh, okay. Yep. It was dropped on the snap, and um, or the holder dropped it and got it up barely in time. It was just everything was wet. I thought he did a great job going for four for four on field goals, a couple of long ones. And the uh, other first one was a little shaky. <laughs> and the Banged other extra field, point, right? I think it was dropped to the snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he got it up. Yep. So, so uh, good job with him. And then Hecker, we mentioned uh, five punts, two inside the twenty. I think two. I think they were inside the five, both of them. So great job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have a good punter, and that that's really saying something. The way this team wants to play mm-hmm. is very important. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, looking at the Falcons here, Mariota nineteen for thirty. 186 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. But like we said, that could have been four interceptions. Like it was, uh, he yeah. had a, he did not. Don't let the stats fool you. He had a bad game. Uh, rushing wise, he did have three carries for 43 yards. Uh, Caleb Huntley five for 32. Avery Wilms four for 25. Algar eight for 20. And then Cordell Patterson five for 18. Patterson did not look good in this game. He had a he had a couple of kickoff returns. I thought he might break loose. But in the running game, nothing. Five for 18. As a team, yeah. though, 25 carries for 138 yards, a five and a half average. That's what I was saying. Like, I don't know why they went away from it. It was a pretty close game most of the game. Well, it looks like most of those yards came from Marcus Mariota. Um, uh, you know, 43 of them. But they, you know, everybody else, like Huntley was 6.4 yards per carry. Williams, 6.3 yards per carry. You know, they had they had running room. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I, I think I, that's about what they average in terms of rushing yards. I do kind of agree with you, though. I mean, why you have 30 passing attempts in this game, especially when the game was so close. 
Yeah, in a tropical game. storm. Like, what are you doing? I mean, that's just that's just poor game management, poor preparation, in my opinion. Um, receiving wise, Demir Bird. Uh, Demir Bird loves playing against the Panthers. Three receptions for fifty-eight yards. Uh, I thought he could have even had more. Uh, Drake London five for thirty-eight and a touchdown. Uh, Kaderil Hodge two for thirty-seven and a touchdown. Zacchaeus two for thirty-four. Uh, Kyle Pitts two for twenty-eight. Uh, on eight on targets. Eight, eight targets for Kyle Pitts. Um, I saw that J.C. Horn was following him around from time to time. Yeah. So good to see that. Um, but yeah, Kyle Pitts once again just uh, this this pan, this this Falcons staff and game plan. They're they're killing him. They're just not using him. Free Kyle Pitts. Move him to a different team, preferably in the AFC. You know, get him out. Could, but could put it him, be put that your man crush? Him. Could it be that your man crush just isn't that good? No, he's very good. He had a thousand yards last year as his rookie year. He should be he's getting the- better. They're not. They're just not getting him. I mean, Marcus Mariota, not a very good quarterback, but no, he's good. He's going to be really good. You're just mad because he's on your fantasy team. <laughs> he sucks. Yeah, I finally bought in a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I'll get Kyle Pitts. I won't have to worry about my tight end position. (laughs) And he is garbage. He is garbage in fantasy. Here is a funny stat for the Falcons. Tyler Algar, three receptions for negative 17 yards with a long of negative five. That's rare. That's rare. For a guy to have multiple catches and a long of negative five. That, it's you know, yeah. it's because we were getting to Mariota so quick. He was mm-hmm. just dumping it off behind the line of scrimmage, and our guys, Shaq and Frankie, were right there on him as soon as he would catch it. Yep. It, it would have been better to drop those passes, but yeah, I'll, I'll, absolutely. Every time he that, caught one, I thought, "Why didn't you catch that?" Like, it, we have to give credit to the defensive line for getting that yeah. pressure. I mean, yeah, I mean, they were all they were clogging the middle of the field, and that's where Algar was as the safety valve, and they hit him as soon as he caught the ball every time. Yep. Um, defensively for Atlanta, Rashawn Evans led the team in tackles with ten, uh, only one sack for Atlanta. Uh, Arnold Ebikidi, I don't know, half a sack, and then uh, D. Alford had the other half of that sack. Uh, no interceptions for Atlanta. Nothing really else to talk about defensively from them. I don't think Jerry. They anything. they had six tackles for loss, <clears throat> and that's just because we just constantly were screen passes, it. screen passes running it. Yep. I mean that's that's what it is. Uh, Image Kadero Patterson. I thought he looked pretty good uh, with kick returns. Uh, he had three for eighty-five yards. Almost broke one. Uh, Youngway Koo, zero for two on extra points. So again, just. I think I, I again I blame the weather. Young Waku's a good kicker, so I'm not looking too much into that. Uh, and then their their punter had a couple in the twenty as well. So team stats wise, I just want to look at third down efficiency. Panthers were five or six for fifteen, so still not amazing, but a vast improvement over the twenty six percent that we've seen all season long. And on the defensive side, three for eleven for Atlanta. I mean yeah. that that that's killer. That means yep. they're just stopping their drives every time, and it, it's demoralizing on the other side mm-hmm. because it's three and outs or you know five and out. It's oh, we made yep. a decent play of twenty yards. Oh no, now we're punting again. Yeah, yep. It is demoralizing. Uh, 
Panthers ended up with 333 total yards to 291 for Atlanta. Uh, time of possession, I always like to look at. About 35 minutes for the Panthers, 25 minutes for the Falcons. So good to see there. And again, that just comes from dominating the run game. Uh, 10 penalties for the Panthers. Again, too many penalties for the Panthers. Uh, and a few. there was a few penalties that weren't even accepted. Um, undisciplined. And again, the offensive line, Icky in particular... I think had three or four penalties himself. So yeah, uh, uncharacteristic of him. Again, I'm not going to get too crazy about it because I thought otherwise he had a decent game. Um, but I would say for him, probably his worst game since maybe week one. Week one or week two, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yep. <sighs> uh, but again, we won, so I'm not going to get too upset about it. Uh, any other kind of stats or anything you wanted to mention before we move on? No, I just, I know it was tropical storm weather and stuff. I just, I, I really am fearful of winning these games and then we're going to believe in P.J. Walker and then we, we need to we need to look at the other guys. I'm sorry he wins, but he's too much of a, a an area of concern. He Are you throw- worried that they're going to next year just bring him in back as the quarterback? Is that what you're worried about? No, I, I'm afraid that you know we're gonna try to win games and then we're gonna get to like a five six wins and. Oh, you want them to look at the other guys because they're worse? No, I want them. I would prefer. <laughs> I would prefer to go the other route if we're gonna try to make a playoff push because the NFC South is garbage. Yeah. I I think the other guys would be better. I think okay. they would be. At least, because I think with our receivers, who we've mentioned we feel are all pretty good playmakers, mm-hmm. if you get a quarterback that can distribute it to the playmakers better without those boneheaded you know, throws and inconsistencies that P.J. Walker has, yeah. then... I, I, don't, I just don't know. Uh, from what we saw from Baker outside of the second half of last week, I don't know that he's any better at getting the ball to anybody than PJ. Um, maybe Sam. I mean, uh, you know, Sam got DJ a thousand yards last year. Um, he might be the best option on the roster. I'm also baking on the fact that it is noticeable the offense plays better once Matt Roll was gone. So, oh yeah, I don't, for sure. So, I'm banking on that being part of it as well, especially so you think for Baker. Matt Rule may have been holding back Baker. Holding back the offensive schemes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember correctly, the first few games we were running like 13 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I believe me, I remember. And uh, Baker, I think that's one of the reasons why McCaffrey was traded, honestly. I think that he just wasn't being used enough. Uh, I think Baker also operates very good in the play action passing game according Mm -hmm. to stats and stuff like that before the season i looked at that and i think that could help him with deontay foreman running the rock the way he does using that play action being able to get dj in them not saying i'm 100 percent sold on baker but i don't think pj walker moves the needle enough to yeah if we do sneak it to the playoff to make any damage not that this team will probably make any damage in the playoffs even with one of the other guys, but well, I mean, let's look here. We've got the Ravens, Broncos, and Seahawks as our next three games, right? Um, 
probably one and two at best in those three games, you would say. Yeah. Then we've got the Steelers, Lions, Bucks, and Saints. There's the potential there to go four and up. Because we've already beat the Bucks and Saints. We should be able to beat the Steelers and Lions. So, I mean, at that point, what, that's four plus five. That's eight wins. I mean, does eight wins... And, Probably and, wins the NFC South. Yeah, could you be five and one in the division? Exactly. I mean, so yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> and eight, you could go eight and nine and make the playoffs. Uh, and if they happen to steal, you know, you know, you get a bad Geno game or something, you know, and they yeah. steal one of those uh, Ravens Seahawks games, you know, who knows? Spoil- I mean, spoiler it's alert: wild. that that Ravens game might be. An ugly one, though. So. That could be a re- repeat of the Bengals game, yeah. Yeah. That might that might get ugly quick. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's do our beer bet recap. You won the beer bet easily. Uh, yeah. You had Deontay Foreman with more rushing yards. I had Chuba Hubbard. In my heart, I didn't feel like that was going to be a win for me, but uh, Deontay with 130 yards, Chuba. With 14, so that may be the most lopsided <laughs> beer bet that we've had so far. Uh, in terms of predictions, you predicted the Falcons to win 27-16. You almost got the score right, just the wrong yeah. the wrong win. Um, I had 24-21 Panthers, so uh, yay for the Panthers, yay for me. I don't remember what our bold predictions were, do you? Mine was Terrace Marshall 100 yards, and it'll be again next week. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy uh yeah i don't remember what mine was uh but i'm sure i got it wrong uh heroes and zeros okay i feel like we can do heroes and zeros in this game would you like to go first with your hero it's probably uh, the same am, for both of us i am gonna go frankie louvu uh the two okay. sacks he kind of he kind of lit up and like i said a lot of his solo tackles were very important to stop them from gaining mm-hmm. big chunks so and, and there's heroes across the board on this team especially on defense i mean they kept them in front of them um and offense i mean you know who the guy is i mean and i'm gonna take that low hanging fruit i'm gonna take deontay foreman i mean obviously i think he deontay foreman is he a better runner than christian mccaffrey or as good a runner as christian mccaffrey from what we've seen over the last month they're completely different that's that's I mean, he obviously doesn't have the receiving game, right? He's not no, as no. good an overall player. But just in terms of running the ball, I think he's just as patient. I think he finds the holes just as well. And I think he has the ability to make guys miss. Maybe he's not as fast as Christian McCaffrey, but I think he's as quick as Christian McCaffrey is. Um, and he just runs really hard. I think I, I don't think our, our running game is better without Christian McCaffrey. It just is. It is. And again, that could just be coaching, uh, the coaching scheme and philosophy and everything. And and this is what I was telling my brother because he he actually brought this point up with me last night after the game. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't think he's as good a runner as Christian McCaffrey. That being said, he's a very good runner. They run a completely different style. Mm -hmm. But man, I would have loved to have seen a better coaching staff with Foreman and Christian McCaffrey because then you can have both of those guys – and not have Christian McCaffrey running, playing 95% of the snaps. There was no need at the beginning of the season to have him 95% of the snaps. You let I mean, him I don't, rest I'll, and make him break yeah. out, hit that second half fresh instead of already tiring out. I wouldn't even have minded 
McCaffrey having 95% of the snaps. But I thought you could play him at slot and put Deontay Foreman in the backfield. You lose nothing in the backfield, really. And you gain your best receiver, essentially, being out there as a receiver. Yes. Or you could line them both (laughs) up in the backfield and then... Yeah. Here's a crazy thought. You could split Deontay Foreman out wide. He could probably he could catch. He's not stoked. Yeah, I mean he can catch. He's not. And then you maybe run not, run that yeah. Chenault kind of screen to him yeah. sometimes. Stuff yeah. like that. That's, you, that's a, man. We have such dynamic playmakers, especially when we had McCaffrey and Matt Rule. Just didn't know what to do with them. He just didn't under. He just and, didn't and, understand. And it it goes back to the fact that. They just, they're not innovative on offense. Yeah. Uh, McAdoo is just not innovative. Again, they ran that Chenault play, that option of running or screen pass to Chenault, what, five, ten times? Yeah. Uh, they so, I think they ran the play at least seven times. Uh, like I said, they either passed it to Chenault or they ran with it. I'd like to see them continue to do that. If they're going to continue to run that play, and it seems like they are, you know, maybe once, chunk it downfield. To, yeah. to DJ or something. You know, let DJ go out there because every time if you're watching, DJ and, uh, you know, whoever the other receiver is out there, whether it's Marshall or, or um, Shy or whoever, as soon as that play is run, they're going out there to block, right? Mm-hmm. Pretend to block and then just take off downfield and then let PJ or Baker or whoever yeah. just chunk it down there. I mean, I'd like to see that one time. I think they're setting it up well. They're just never doing it. Just do the fake screen and then chuck, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, zeros. Uh, I'll go first with my zero in this game. I mean, it's kind of hard to find one. Uh, I guess I'll go with uh, Ian Thomas. He had no catch, no targets at all. Just wasn't involved in the game at all. Uh, that's your high, you know, not high paid, but that's the guy that you decided to give $15, 16000000 million for in the offseason. He has been a dud as he has been a dud his entire career. So, Terrace, or uh, sorry, uh, Ian Thomas is going to be my zero. I am not calling out one particular person. I am calling out a whole group of people. Mm-hmm. The offensive line holdings. You cannot mm-hmm. win this game, most games, holding as much as you do. There was critical first downs that were called back because of holding. Some of them weren't, didn't even spring the play. They were just holdings. So mm-hmm. that is what I'm calling out. Uh, again, Icky was part of that. I am not calling Icky specifically out, but I am calling all the offensive linemen. Uh, another little fun fact from the game is 75 is eligible. Uh, 75 is eligible. Every play they called Cam Irving eligible to as a receiver. So at this point, I think Cam Irving's a tight end. Well, he might be the best tight end on the team. <laughs> I'm trying to find the snap counts for last night, but I don't see it for the Panthers yet. I'd just be curious to see how many snaps Ian Thomas actually had. Um, well, if he was a great blocker, they wouldn't have had Cam Irving as the tight end so much. It was just funny. Every every snap. 75 is now eligible as a receiver. 75 he would say it like five times, too, before the play. We're like, we get it. God, mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> Here we go, snap counts. Uh, Ian Thomas had 50% of the snaps. Zero targets. So, there you go. 
Uh, all right. Well, you want to look at the other NFCs? Well, we don't have any other NFC South games uh, to review because <laughs> they haven't happened yet. So I think that's going to do it, Jerry. Yep. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. We want to thank yes. everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMakesPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMakesPodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. And please get your submissions in for the 1,000 subscriber swag bag giveaway. We are doing that in five days. I think we'll have another episode out before the final drawing, but yes, get them in. We will indeed. Uh, yes, and maybe... Let's see. Well, we said the third. No, what did we say? The seventeenth or something? Sixteenth. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do the drawing after our last episode. How about that? Yeah. Or after our next episode. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll be back on I guess probably Wednesday, Thursday to preview uh, Panthers Ravens. Until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. <laughs>